Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the producers of Jury Duty and The Bachelor. We have scoured the earth for the 14 greatest reality contestants that were available during our production window. Comes a reality competition show about reality competition shows. What in gay hell have I got myself into? The GOAT, premiering on Freebie and Prime Video on May 9th. <sighs> You're asking horrendous questions, David. <laughs> ah! Today, if you had to make that desert island choice today, don't worry about how tomorrow will feel. In this moment, okay. would you keep the fashion or would you keep the music? I think I would keep the music. Everyone's got their thing. You know how, you know, you're really cool, David? Well, I, I I like that sentence. I don't know if I've ever uttered it to myself, but how? How? <laughs> when you only have one name. <laughs> yes. When you just go by one name, like today's guest, Lilimar. You don't need anything else. Like, I mean, and that's a pretty badass name. And she lives up to the one name standard that, sh- that is set out there. Because to have one name. Yeah, the coolness litness not- test of one name. Yeah, she passes. It needs to be followed up with coolness, and she is a pretty amazing human being. Yes, Lilamar is our guest today. I am one of your hosts, David Magadoff. The other one is the most amazingest, uh, Claire Kramer. No, just Claire, and David. Just Claire. Just Claire? Is I, that how I, we're doing it? Not all just right. Claire. 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 Is it all lowercase? <laughs> Claire, I don't know yet. Ask me later. <laughs> Ask me at the end of the episode, okay? Yes, David and I are here. We're here to guide you through another Fanatics episode with Lilimar, who, of course, you have seen all over television, Bella and the Bulldogs, Spirit Riding Free, a per- uh, one of my favorite. I actually love that show. Night Squad, Cleopatra in Space. She's super famous enough. She only needs one name. And now she's going to come on Fanatics and talk about, you want to you wanna say how also this exemplifies her coolness? Talking she about loves K-pop. K-pop. K-pop, everybody. Guys, it's not a cereal. <laughs> it's not It's not kid pop or whatever. It's Korean pop in case you were like me and weren't entirely clear on that before Googling and wikiing. <laughs> and she is deep into it, my friends, deep into it. I got to meet Lilimar doing a Nickelodeon show uh, about a month ago called Side Hustle. And she was a total delight. She was uh, essentially the villain on that show. And I was one of her uh, helpers, so to speak, without getting to spoil things. I don't even know when this episode will come out, guys. But maybe if it's coming and out. I don't know when... if our demographic watches Nickelodeon no, or not. I mean, so you may be okay. You know, but their kids might. Anyway, maybe I play an, a very aggressive animal control officer. Maybe she plays a very aggressive yogurt shop owner. Yes, this is the world of Nickelodeon. As wild, as crazy as the world of K-pop, that's for you guys to discover. Please enjoy. 
Okay, Lilamar. G Dragon or yes, Tay Yang? Yes, sir. Uh, are you asking me to choose? Yes. Oh. <laughs> he does that. That's like part of David makes you make the, you know, Sophie's choice all the time. Oh, that's a tough decision. It depends on my mood and how I'm dressed. Oh, mm. and how you're dressed. Yes. What does that mean? For me, G Dragon is very like fashion icon mm. and almost, and I, and I think his music is as experimental almost as his fashion. So it's like whenever I, I'm just like, you feel like you just want to walk down the street and it's New York Fashion Week 24-7 all the time. That is what G-Dragon feels to me. But Tae Yang is almost like a little bit like smoother, you know, R&B, like, hey, you know, like you're a little fresh and clean type stuff. So G-Dragon more Met Gala. A little bit. Yeah, I wish. I wish. Tae Yang more street fair. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, let's just... <laughs> Let's just go back to the beginning for one second. <laughs> for anyone listening who does not know or is not familiar with the term K-pop, can you can you give like a summary for us? So K-pop is pretty wide in the sense, I mean, it's simple in the sense that it's Korean pop. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I think at this point, there's almost a lot of everything that goes into it. Like it's not just pop music. It, it can, it's honestly K-R&B. Anything that, you, that has a K in front of it is Korean and it's just Korean artists doing the, doing their thing. So aside from the artist being Korean, what separates K-pop from other music coming out of Korea? First of all, the fact that it is, you know, in their language, it is people for the most part that are Korean because now there are a lot of, uh, it's been pretty open. Now there are a lot of like K-pop idols that are like Japanese or Chinese or Thai or, you know, American even and stuff like that. But I think it's mainly like the recipe a little bit that's kind of being used for so long. You know, it's it's a very like the artists kind of do this whole big visual experience. Like there's so much that goes into it, like stories behind the songs and a lot of really intricate production and dance and singing and acting and just it's the whole thing put together. It's like we're putting on it's like I'm not just going to write something, put a guitar on it and just do that while they are very capable of that, as all artists can be. But it's just the whole thing put together and it's like, boom, this is our group. This is what we do. It's like do. the immersive experience of the music. Yeah. And it's it's really cool because a lot of people from, especially from Western cultures, they're not very used to seeing groups with like even five members. But, you know, there's seven members. There's nine members. There's one group that has this whole thing where they switch out the members and there's 22 members technically. So it's like. People are like, oh, my God, that's a lot. Like, oh, my God, how do you even pay attention? What are you doing? And it's just it's it's cool how they tap into each member's uh, talents. Like there's one that's just really, really good at rapping. One that's the main writer and raps. Another that's like main thing is vocals. Another that has really unique vocals. Another one that does so-and-so. And then everyone kind of gets to show their main strengths in their songs and their albums, which I think is really cool. So if you were in that group, what would your strength be? No goddamn clue. <laughs> I'll, I'll find something. I mean, that's the beautiful thing. I mean, it's harsh, and that's why I, I appreciate the amount of just work and the work ethic that goes behind it. But they they could go months, even years of just training just to debut in a group. So these these kids, I mean, and adults too, but like these people are just pros like they really hone in on who they are what they really like and what their talents are and are just like oh I'm gonna be this one for the group now it's a little loose like now you don't necessarily need to have 
the main rapper, the main singer, the main, you know, the leader, blah, blah, blah. Now it's like, you know, whatever you're good at, great. We're a team, but it's, it's cool. It's cool that way. Does there have to be dancing? I don't necessarily think there has to be in the sense that, you know, there's a group called Day Six who doesn't dance and they're and they're more. I, I went to see them live to it. That's one of my favorites. It, they're just kind of live instruments. You know, there's the drummer, the bass, like lead guitar, stuff like that. And they just focus on that. But I'd say it definitely is a huge part of K-pop for sure. Dancing. And like the average group is probably more than three people. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Most likely for sure. It's like three and up. We need to watch more than one person dance. Listen, we can watch one person dance, but. Yeah. And the solo artists for K-pop are amazing as well because there are solo artists. But for the most part, it's like, I'd say there's more groups, really. And I think it's just. Yeah. And when you see, it's just crazy when you see so many people be so synchronized. It's just, oh, especially when you see it live, you're like, what, what the hell? How you're all different. You're all different heights. How did you match your your arms to all be the same and the jump? Mm. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy. How much do you listen to K-pop in a given day or week? <laughs> I think I think a lot of people kind of make it, especially when they get into it, or people that don't know about it. They're just like, oh my god, what is this phenomenon? But I think to me, it's like this. I love K-pop as in the sense that I just love the aesthetics and kind of, you know, the experience of seeing a music video and seeing all the, you know, the intricate little secrets that they laid everywhere. Like just the work itself is, is that's why I, I'm a big fan of it. And it's such a wide genre. Like there's so much in it. But at the same time, I kind of see it as, you know, I listen to French music. I listen to German music. I listen to Russian music, Spanish, obviously. And so it's like it doesn't it's just another one of like, oh, this is, you know, more music from other beautiful people and other beautiful places on the planet. <laughs> what was the evolution of the fashion? Because I feel like fashion is a, oh like a God, huge yeah. part of it. It's like it's it's interesting because it's like an audio genre, uh, you know, music, obviously. But yeah. this is just as much a visual, yeah. you know, performance as it is the experience of the song. Oh, it's it's insane. What I like about it, too, it's like the groups, which is very something that we it's something that we do here a lot, which is like an artist almost is almost forced to find their niche and the thing that they're best at and stick to it. And if it's R&B, only do R&B. If it's rap, only do rap. And it's just like these artists, if they're it's also a group of big people, like a, a big group of people, I mean. So it's like if one is good at R&B and it matches with this other one that does a little bit more of a pop sound but they also have one rapper that can kind of in a way put that in the mix that it's just like try out different things and depending on the concepts you get you know these outfits and this fashion that matches the concept you're trying to go for you know if it's a darker sound then you know the stylists will have their hand in choosing all of these amazing designers and things to put them in and it really shows the characters almost that they're playing for that concept so it's just like and i get a lot of fashion inspiration from k-pop like a lot is there a certain group or person that you often find yourself you know pinteresting or you know oh my god all the time (laughs) all the time pinterest ah i'm so glad you mentioned it pinterest is the place i make a thousand and one mood boards on pinterest all the time but I think, yeah, there's definitely, and even guys and girls too, there's just like fashion inspo everywhere. And the stylists that they have are insane. But like is, there I, a, is there a group that specifically that you tend to find or is it usually pretty much I just think, hodgepodge? Uh, sometimes it's like 
everywhere. And then there's also, you know, the country's fashion itself obviously is different from here. And I check, you know, the yep. trends and, and the things that they do and what's different. That helps a lot. But inspiration wise, but I think black pink, I really like the way they dress them, like, especially for like music videos and their dance practices and just, you know, them being, you know, paparazzi pictures when they go to, I don't know, uh, the airport or their Instagram and stuff like that. So yeah. And I think, uh, I think another one is like, it's technically spelled G idol, but they go as idol. They have really, really cool fashion too. And another girl group probably Everglow. So I think those three are like, Ooh, okay. Like in the mixed with their performance and their day to day and stuff like that, you find inspo everywhere. Okay. So in the music industry here, a lot of times an artist will release an album, you know, yeah. or they'll release songs now, which is what I feel like in this last like 15 years we've gone to instead of releasing really like a traditional album. Right. With, with K-pop, are they are the groups releasing albums? Are they releasing songs? Or do you need to actually go and see to experience like a show their their um, music? I think it depends on the artist and what their style is. But for the most part, they kind of stay true to having an album. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It depends on, you know, their agency and how they work and all these types of things. But for, for the most part, from what I've seen, it's like, you know, come out with a single or two singles and then boom, the album. And a lot of the times when the group is starting, they're going to, what they're going to want to do first is a mini album okay. or do two mini albums or the, or, you know, it doesn't matter how far in their career they are, they'll still release little mini albums and stuff like that, which I like, and then have, you know, a full album and it, it, it'll be like a full album, like A sides, B sides, you know, 23 songs or something like lot. that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, you're really honoring like what a full album is. Like, I could get this. I'm waiting for this on vinyl. <laughs> so how do you decide what music to put on for what mood you're in? Like, I think assuming you have a good category of, of all the K-pop music out there. Yeah, I think it's just almost, at, at one point, it's like people definitely categorize it as K-pop, but there is just other regular Korean artists that'll do more like R&B and... Um, uh, I don't know, jazz or this. And they have such a dope scene. Their music industry is, is just, their music scene is so cool. They a are jazz like, K-pop? So, yeah. So it's pretty much, think of it, people are like, oh, jazz, K-pop, blah, blah. And K-pop itself, I'd say, is mainly like what you normally see, like the big, like the groups that are all BTS put together style, and they yeah. dance and and they do all the things. And, and there's also the scene I think that's K-pop because that's really, you know, they got the whole formula and they're just like, oh, we're going to go, you know, we're really going to do this formally in this, get really big and creative with it. And they're with big agencies most of the time. But when it's just solo artists or maybe like, you know, really underground artists or kind of groups that aren't really, you know, doing a big thing like that, then you just get into the regular kind of, this is just, oh, this is just a pop artist. This is just R&B. This is just... Uh, jazz and it's just in another language you know so it's not really k-pop I think anymore but that is just cool too so it's like kind of when I got into k-pop literally I was like nine years old I saw like I think girls generation you mentioned them I saw these massive group of just gorgeous girls all wearing colored jeans and <laughs> as a nine-year-old in Miami I was in love <laughs> I was just like I want a pair of each one <laughs> and I just, I love these jeans. And I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. I love it. It's so cute. And I just went 
in a little rabbit hole and that led me to where I am today. But it's nice that I think I grew up that grew up with that naturally. Like I always listened to music in other languages in the sense that English was already foreign to me because technically I, my first language is Spanish. So I kind of grew up listening or, or, or being already used to, oh, listening to a music in another language or listening to music that I don't necessarily understand is not really such a foreign concept to me. It's not a big deal. So finding it in other countries was like, whoa, that's cool. Like, oh, they do this and they do that and they release their songs like this. And it's cool seeing seeing that. So like the more I, you know, discovered and the more I went into the scene, then I was like, okay, so this artist for this mood, this one for this playlist, all this bunch of stuff. So there, it's all over the place and I have it organized into like 44 different playlists on my Spotify. There's two things that are so wonderful that you said. One is this great reminder that us wonderful Americans with our wonderful <laughs> English language are so, and we have so much to listen to and do because yeah. this country's so big, but it also keeps us away from exploring other countries and what yeah. they have to offer. So I love that growing up in, in Cuba, correct? Uh, yeah, my whole family's Cuban, but since they left Cuba, we I was born in Venezuela. Oh. And then I came to Miami when I was six years old, which is basically Havana 2.0. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, yeah, basically. But yeah, the fact that you grew up outside the country, it already put you in a place of, well, I have to learn English. So, well, I'll learn these other things, too. And I love mm -hmm. you probably know so you probably know a lot more than at least me, maybe Claire. I don't know. I don't want to speak for Claire because Claire knows a lot of things. Uh, but you, it's cool that you already have just and the penchant and the your guards are down to just listen to. Out stuff outside. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. I also love that you got into it from fashion. Do you feel like today you would, if you had to keep one or the other, I'm going to make you make another choice. If you had to just keep the fashion and the lifestyle or just keep the music, you could make that choice. <sighs> You're asking horrendous questions, David. <laughs> ah! Today, if you had to make that desert island choice today, don't worry about how tomorrow will feel. In this moment, okay. would you keep the fashion or would you keep the music? I think I would keep the music because I, as much as I do love fashion, and that is one of the key, my one of my key things for self-expression, I literally use music in every sing single part of just the day. Like I'll be doing makeup and I'll have music. I'll be doing school and or, or work or character development or script reading, anything. And I have a playlist for all of it. Even getting into character, I'll have a specific playlist to get into this type of character. Like, there, it, I cannot imagine a silent day. That's just, that's going to drive me nuts. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. 
Did you ever turn anyone on to K-pop that was surprising to you, whether it be a parent or even oh, yeah. just like a cast member or oh, anyone? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Because my mom, first of all, is a huge K-pop fan. Uh, we go to concerts together. She lists, She has a K-pop playlist. She has her favorites. When we're in the car, she's like, put, put, put this one, put this one. I want to hear this one. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> she knows them all at this point. Sometimes she, she puts me on to stuff and I'm like, mom, mom. And I put, <laughs> I put my, my stepsister onto it. I put friends. It's, it's not even like, oh, I got to force this on you. It's like, you know, if you ask me, what are you liking lately? Even fans too. Apparently they've told me that like, oh, I started listening to K-pop and I liked it. Or like I started listening to, I don't know, BTS and I, I really dig their style. And it's just like, okay, if you ask me, oh, Lily, what's your favorite song? It happens to be, oh, Blackpink's new song, Super Junior's new song or whatever. And it's just people are, it's, it, usually it's going to impress them because it's just something so different. And it's nice when you find yourself in a situation when you're like, Oh, I've never seen anything like this. What is this? <laughs> Do you ever daydream about being in a group? Not really. I, no? I'm very, no. I think, I mean, it's cool in the sense that I daydream of like, oh, I wish I had these outfits. I <laughs> wish I like, I could dance to the, I dance, but obviously it's like, it's not the same as somebody that's like, you know, like dancing every single day, eight hours straight, like something like that, you know, it's like, or, but yeah, I think I'm pretty set on, on, Acting is my passion and what I love the most. So I, I have a different daydream for sure. How about just actual dreams? Like I'm a big, it keeps coming up, but I'm a big Oasis fan. So your K-pop is is my <gasps> pop. So I will I will have dreams occasionally where I'm on stage <laughs> with them and I'm performing with them. And it's <laughs> very amazing. weird. Uh, and I'm not good, but I'm doing it. So right? do you ever just catch yourself like you're on stage and you're dancing around or is this just me? <laughs> I feel like I don't think I've had that dream I wish I wish I had that kind of control over my dreams where it just happened to be there I would probably just for fun like probably do a whole like the whole ass European leg of my tour like just just in my shower like just I put a specific playlist and in my mind I'm just there and that's that's all we're doing and it's just you know sometimes it's great but yeah more I think a lot of my daydreams really do spin around uh, yeah, I'm just an actor through and through. So a lot of times instead of being like, oh, I'm a singer, it's like I'm an actress playing a singer. And how would that be like? I'm just, yeah, I'm an obsessed thespian. You you have to make a movie about K-pop. I, I hope somebody does. Like, and I, I This should I be a passion mind. project. You know what I mean? You'll be a producer. Honestly, I think if I ever at one point have a production or something like that, I, I that's one of the things I, I'd love to do. I just find people that have these stories that lived through this that want to do these projects and it's just like hey okay well I'm here I'm passionate about this as much as you are but you are really a part of this you know the story you can tell the story let's come work together and let's do this thing and it's just like it, it'll be nice to see someone do projects like that that tell the story the behind the scenes story of, of these artists and stuff like that and does it in a good way because as much as I you know, thank America for, for, you know, receiving me and my family and being here and all the great things I've done here. A lot of the times they really can just, and excuse the language, but fuck up awesome stories. Like, it's just <laughs> like, yeah, apparently now, for example, one Korean thing is Train to Busan, which is the superior zombie movie. And now they want to do it's the great. American version of it. And it's just like, stay 
out of it. You <laughs> please, you don't need to do this. You can write something yourself. <laughs> do you? Do you? Can you understand uh, Korean? If At you this hear point, it? Yeah, yeah, I actually started. Um, I actually started learning it because I love. Learning languages. Cool. And so at around 17 or 18, I was like, okay, I want to start working towards my third language. And I didn't want to do Italian or French at the moment just because it has an easier route that I can get behind. Like, you know, Italian is pretty similar in a lot of aspects to Spanish. French has a lot of that as well. And I was like, you know what? I want to do something that is just completely different. I have zero base for this. And you know what? I was like, hey, maybe I can do Korean because I wanted something tangible. I was like, well, I do have Korean friends. Uh, Koreatown is just over there if I want to do listening practice. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, this is tangible. I can do this. Let's let's go. And it was actually a lot easier than I thought it would. And it's very fun. It's I love, really, really I, I love how awesome. it's tangible for you and it's completely nightmarish sounding to me. Like, <laughs> I want it to be a, not a challenge. And it sounds like the greatest challenge ever to do I, an Asian language. So good for challenge. you. Yeah, because I at one point when I was even younger, I wanted to do Chinese Mandarin, but I was like, Ooh. oh, well, I, I in that moment I didn't have anyone that spoke Mandarin Chinese specifically. So I was like, oh, this is gonna be a little bit harder. I was not comfortable with getting on any app that just you make new friends on that. But I was like, oh, I don't know about that. And yeah, it just didn't work. But then later I was like, oh, let's do Korean. And it was Honestly, I expected a really, really big challenge that I was just going to force myself to have fun at and just, you know, really m have a positive mindset through it because I think it just works that way. But no, it was really easier than, than I thought. So it was just really, really fun. And I think when you find friends that just want to help you out, it's even more fun. I think more than anything, it's losing that, you know, shyness or like fear of embarrassment and stuff like that. Like, no, because sometimes like when I would go to, uh, obviously not in pandemic, unfortunately, but I would go twice a year to uh, Korea because I work with this dance company and we would do this great dance camp. And it's the best cultural experience I've ever had in my life because there it was like so many kids from like Japan, Korea, Italy, all these other places. And it's like, oh, my God, like, how cool is this? And everyone's just from a different country and everyone's getting along and it's really cool. But when I was there, I was like, one of my biggest things was I knew basic Korean and I was so scared to talk it with just anyone, even friends and co and, you know, people from the camp and everything. But once I started doing that, you would see that they're just so happy to help you. They're just like, well, dude, you're speaking my language. I'm, I'm excited to have this chat with you. And even it's cool seeing you progress. And when I, you know, think of it, you know, backwards, it's like, Oh, when I see someone that doesn't speak Spanish or isn't Hispanic at all trying to speak Spanish and like learning it and wanting to practice, that makes me happy. So it's like, oh, it's the same thing. Um, but yeah. You're an ambassador. You're an ambassador, Lamar. Oh, <laughs> I'm a cultural ambassador. Kind of. I love how you love moving through these different spaces. It's beautiful. All right. I'm going to throw some things at you and I want you to say uh, your quick opinions on these. Greg, you ready? Okay. Super Junior. Uh, love Super Junior. I appreciate that they uh, went into the Latin scene for a second. And that was super cool because they collaborated with some Latin artists. But overall, I'm not like super, super, like Super Junior fan. Mm, so, so Junior. I hear you. Uh, how about Big Bang? 
I love me some Big Bang. I do love me some Big Bang. And I do get a lot of fashion inspo from Big Bang. Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Is- These are names of K-pop groups, by the way, everybody. This is not just cake. <laughs> it's not cake. It's not. <laughs> I do love Red Velvet cupcakes. I know. Though. That's another ah, podcast. My God. Uh, just like dessert obsessions. Love that. I love Red Velvet. Vocals are insane. Their aesthetics are everything. I like their B-sides more than their singles, mm. usually, for the most part, all the time. That's how I feel about Oasis, too. All right, uh-huh. 17. 17. I love 17. I, I, I Their choreographies are top-notch, one of the best ever. And 17 literally has, like, 13 members. So imagine, and they put their choreographies together, and it's the craziest thing to me. And I just think their members are incredibly talented. And yeah, it's just they're 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 cool. I, it's one of my favorite top groups. Yeah. All right, BTS. <laughs> my top group. Wow. Like up there, up there, up there. I love them. Love their style. Love what they stand for. They seem amazing as humans. And my mom literally has them as her wallpaper. Like this is a BTS household. <laughs> girls, girls, I generation. Um, it's been a while since I've listened to Girls Generation, but Girls Generation is what they got me into K-pop. So it's like I have a soft spot for all all their super cute songs and especially their old music videos that were so colorful. If you could give yourself a K-pop name, what would it be? God, they get so creative with these names too. I want to know like whose job that is at the agency. Like, imagine who makes who makes that. And, like, decision. how do they narrow it down? I was I always wondered that about yeah. Lyft. Like when they started the car, you know, Lyft when they started it. Like, <laughs> who pink mustache was like? It's a really good idea. Let's put a giant pink mustache on the front of every car. Like, <laughs> so good who point, decides Claire. the names? Yes, good question. Yeah, it's like where does it come from? Like, you know, like. Red Velvet, for example, I know it's like red is their more like serious R&B side. And then Velvet's like the more, I think, the more colorful, uh, fun side. And they, that shows in their music and their videos and stuff. And 17 is literally like they kind of have units. So it's like out of the 13 members, it's like uh, four are the dance line, four are the rap line. And the other number is the whatever other line. So then when you add those up, equals 17 and I was like see you guys are doing all this cool stuff and I'm just like what am I what am I I don't know like a a, a, a pillow curtain like that's you know like do you just sit in your room and you just like oh pillow curtain that's that's what I'm gonna name (laughs) I like pillows we need curtains I mean pillow curtain I love it that's the name of your film that you're gonna make about k-pop music yes people are gonna be like what is this is this an indie film and then it's like bam Boom. You just are Lilimar, okay? That is a cool name already. I yes. think it has been bequeathed upon you by the universe <laughs> and your parents, and that is a solid K-pop name. Lilimar <laughs> Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. 
No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. So, so okay, I gotta ask. What is it like? Have you had the chance, like, after a show to go backstage and hang out with some of these artists and if so like what do you do because in my mind the instagram and the tiktok are just as important as the you know clothes on stage and the this it's all like all ties together to make the personality but i'm curious Mm -hmm. have you had a chance to like hang out with any of these artists yeah yeah for sure i i um yeah, with some uh, fr- friends and everything that have been so amazing and just uh, they're uh, kind of uh, they work mainly like tour managing and things like that. They've always been so awesome to, to me and my family. And they're just like, come to the show. We'd love to have you guys and see us and you can meet them and whatnot. So I've met, you know, a handful of artists and they're just it's so many, so many great people. And like even just like at events and things like that. And it's cool seeing them kind of in person and just being chill and just the way they are. And I think that happens with any artist that just impresses you because it blows my mind how you have this just almost alter ego on stage with this explosive dancing, ridiculous vocals, amazing like facial expressions. And you're just like, whoa, I just had a whole experience. And here you are just like chilling, having a Coke and talking about, I don't know, animals. I have no clue. It's just like, how cool is that? How chill are you? And it's almost like this night and day thing. And you're just like, how impressive are you, dude? Like, you're ridiculous. Um, it's pillow curtains. <laughs> it's pillow curtains, it's man. Pillow curtains. I love it. It's just, you know, and um, it's it's cool. I think the, the coolest thing was when I went to see one group in particular with my mom. And they, at the end, fully end, we got to meet them, take pictures and everything. We were just chatting with them. And one of the what members. Group, what group was it? Uh, they're called Card, and they're kind of like the first to be a co-ed group because okay. they're two girls and two guys. And one of the guys, uh, coincidentally, my mom's favorite, but I, I love, <laughs> love this group. And they were just such sweethearts. I think his name was Matthew. They call him BM. I think, I think Matthew, he's like, what the hell? I've seen you before. I know your face. I was like, <laughs> how? I was like, I'm going to scream. Like, out of all the people that I always find my face familiar because of Nickelodeon, this is the best yet. The best yet. <laughs> it's always in the most unexpected places, too, right? Yeah, like, and that's like, it's awesome. weird. It's it's Because you think, I don't know, I think me as the person that actually did it, and because it was years ago, 
I'm thinking like, who the hell watched this show? Like, what is this? You know, like I did it. It's done. It's great. We had kids watching it. But no, it's like, it's crazy to think that like the, I don't know, you could be in a household like Ciara. Ciara has a, a freaking child and he watches Disney and Nick and stuff. And you're just like, wow. I, my face could be playing on a TV in like some big person's household. That's crazy. Like somebody's auntie, somebody's uncle is in, I don't know, Guns N' Roses. Like, are you kidding me? And they just happen to know. Oh, it's insane. I love that. I love that. And he was this big six feet tall dude. It's just just so (laughs) mysterious. And he was excited and I got excited. I was like, oh, this is great. That that has to go in the movie too. That's going in the movie too. Um, Okay. One more question, because I know for me, when I go to a concert or I'm really into something. Uh, I like to collect all the merchandise involved. Like I like, <laughs> especially if I go to the concert, I want the t-shirt. I want to say, you know, I want like the sticker. I want the program. I want, uh, you know, I want the live album. Do you, are you a collector mm-hmm. of K-pop as well? I'm not really big on like merchants. I'm really picky with merch mm. because I, I'm very picky with the way I. Cause you're fashionable. That's the difference between us. I think. <laughs> No, I just, I, I, for example, like I decorate my space, like my room very specifically, the way I dress is specific and all this types of stuff. So for example, if I was cool with having like, you know, really dope, like collectors kind of room with a lot of dope K-pop stuff, then yeah, I'd get on it. But even here, like, for example, I know I'm going to be super real. Like I, me and my mom are so not happy with where we are right now. And we are just manifesting, moving the hell out. So I didn't even decide to, to decorate this room. But if not, it'd be full out with like lights and pillows and whatever. I have a whole Pinterest mood board of how I'm going to decorate it. And it's so a lot of the times I may not have room for just like, and I'm not really like a poster person. So it's like that kind of goes into it. But then for fashion, that's where you might see me with merch, but I usually find it in like small little stores. Like there's this one great store called Nostalgia, basically Nostalgia, but just spelled differently. And she creates like these dope like prints and stuff of BTS things and like makes it mm. into silk shirts and dresses. So it's like if you're going to wear merch, don't just get a, a random T-shirt with all the <laughs> locations of the tour in the back. Like, no, get like, I don't know, this stitched up dress with like the album cover repeatedly. That's the type of merch that I go for. I love it. Love it. Yeah. I'm so interested in all of our guests with this specific question. And you kind of have been answering it, but I, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've heard it specific yet. Okay. Why? Why <laughs> K-pop? I know that you learned about it when you were nine. I know that you're really impressed about it, that this amazing uh, ethic of hard work and choreography and the style and the uniqueness. Is it, you think, an escapism for you? Do you think it's a, a harkens back to your childhood and a simpler thing? What do you think it is why that this thing is such an important part of your life? It's so funny because escapism is a whole topic that I always love diving into with my friends, especially when it comes to fan culture. And especially my experience with fan culture because I am someone that grew up having fans in a way. That's why this podcast exists. Yes. Uh, People are fans of you. Why are you fan? (laughs) Um, But to to really uh, hit the nail on the uh, the head with with this question is I think it's just mainly it's a combination of things that I've always really liked. So it's, you know, when I see, you know, 
music, I think first and foremost, is something really huge in in my life. It's just one of the things that has a great influence on me. I use it, you know, to get into character, to get into a specific mood. If I feel a certain way and I want to be uplifted, then music is number one in everything that I do. And it's playing throughout the day all the time. And when I see it and I love to explore and stuff like that. And when I see people create these things like just bringing fashion, aesthetics, uh, uh, real emotion into their lyrics and just the play on words. And it's just so much creativity put into one thing. And that's always something I've wanted to see in like in different artists and stuff. So it's like when I saw it in K-pop and I and I saw I'm just like, wow, there's there are people out here doing this. And I think there's also the thing that it's like it's from a different culture. It's different from anything you've ever seen. So it's like I find it 10 times more, you know, thrilling or exciting because you're you're learning something new and you're you're learning from people that have had different experiences or lived in a different place than you. So I think it was mainly because it was this combination of everything that I is in my top list of things that I enjoy, like just music, aesthetics, fashion, culture and dance because I've danced all my life. So it's like putting all of that in there. It's like ah, a recipe for just it, it's it's sublime. It's, it's sublime. your it's your inside on the outside. Yes, you're it's seeing like your everything inner life. that I like put into one music video or one group. And it's like ah, I it's love invigorating. It. It's like, it's almost and it's almost like for my inner child too, I think, yeah. because as ever since I was little, art and just creating is something that I've always loved and that's why I ended up in the career that I have as well. Lilamar, we end every podcast, well, we end every podcast cuz we have to. But uh mm. we end every podcast sadly with a love letter. And if you don't mind, Ooh. please be so kind to say an audible love letter to K-pop, dear K-pop. And then finish it with love, Lilamar. How cute. Okay. Hmm. It should be better at romanticism, but let's see where this goes. Uh, it can be dear, practical. Right. Dear K-pop, uh, I thank you today for giving me huge Pinterest mood boards, <laughs> lots of fashion inspiration, Lots of really bad and not at all on key high notes in the shower. <laughs> and just wonderful, wonderful people to look at. Uh, I thank you for your contribution to society. I thank you for giving us a cultural experience. I thank you for proving to the Americans that there's more music than just their own. And <laughs> I thank you for giving me... Lots of playlists to do, never-ending song choices, with lots and lots of glittery, colorful, spectacular love, Lilamar. Love it, Lilamar. Actually, snaps, snaps. Snap, 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 snap. Snap, snap, snap. Was BTS your first ramp into k-pop claire it was for me don't speak in acronyms i don't know i'm not familiar with k-pop like i just That's literally the name. It's, it, bts is the name it's the name it of the, to, the, it's an acronym i promise you for something right is it i don't know google it oh god now i'm googling it yeah actually one of our producers while they're listening can you please google this while we're while we're chatting this is our uh, irl moment here 
But actually, I would say no. The first thing that we all knew from K-pop essentially was Gangnam Style. That was really the first big, like, I don't care who you no, are K-pop, on According Earth. to my research on K-pop, K-pop, you know, started originating like several decades ago and has been refined but how, now. Yes, but I think the first time that like we as the uh, average humbled American, uh, you know, populace, I think Gangnam Style essentially was the first thing that really became a major crossover experience would you not ag- agree i feel like that was the thing that got through by the way bts is the bang tan boys apparently i told you did you <laughs> you're right um still know what the I, s means though. i do agree with you gangnam style was like the, definitely the most mainstream american anyone who was able to hear <laughs> knew about this song. yeah <laughs> not not just for K-pop fanatics for literally anyone. So yes, I agree with that statement. That took me a long time to get there, but I agree with you, David. Yeah, and I think it's so cool how she's so, just what it means to her as far as her appreciation, Lamar, for just the uniqueness of what K-pop is and the countercultural experience and the cross-cultural experience and the fashion. She made me finally understand why, truly, people adore K-pop the way they do. It is an immersive experience for especially I can see it for teenagers being you know it's not just like watch your favorite pop group grow up and just hear about their lives there's so many of them in the group they're exactly the fashion what are their interests the experience is not just singing a song it's the dance it's it's the backstage it's the music videos it is a full immersive 4d music. it is it is it is <laughs> What it is not is the Eagles. <laughs> or, yeah, no. it is not that. I was educated a lot in this episode, you know, because like I said, and I'm not ashamed to admit it, I really didn't know too much about K-pop going in. But now that it, it is everything you just said, again, long way of saying I agree with you, David. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about this podcast continues to be true and definitely happened for this. I will now listen to K-pop with new ears because when I've chatted with someone, when we have chatted with someone like Lilimar who en- enjoys this thing, that was a little newer for us than than not. All of a sudden now, we're ready. I'm, I'm more excited. I'm, I'm going to listen to BTS. I'm going to listen to these newer bands that we learned and go, oh, I get it. I'm hearing it through Lilimar's ears. Yes. And now they're a little bit like I mean, my ears and I appreciate I, that. I totally agree and I will definitely be introducing my kids to more K-pop songs. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. What a fun episode. Love Lilimar. She's great. You're great, David. Y'all are great. Everyone out there who's listening. Of course, you know, we appreciate you. So uh, pass, if you're enjoying this podcast, pass it on to your friends. Let them know that each week is a whole new Easter egg of fun. So go hunting for your favorite Fanatics episode. See you guys next Thursday. Bye. Next Thursday, the podcast du jour is the soup du jour. Yes, soup is our topic. And the wonderful guest is Miss Allison McAtee. You know her from so many wonderful films on Earth. Desperate Widows, The Haves and Have Nots, The Wrong House, starring our very own Claire Kramer. Yes, if you've ever watched Lifetime, you probably have enjoyed Miss Allison. And I promise you, you'll now enjoy hearing all about how she loves making soup. So get out your spoons, get out your earphones. Here we go.
Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Lilamar's a cultural superstar. She loves K-pop music without any guitars. Wait, David, you're totally right. There's zero guitars in K-pop. Why is that? And if that? there are, yeah, I can't hear them Wait, if there are. What are they playing? I don't know even what they're playing. They just play magic. That's Rod Lake's episode. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Enhance your listening experience with Wondry Plus. Enjoy ad-free listening, exclusive content, binges, and more. Join Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or on Apple Podcasts.